You're listening to the Rhythm and Bruise Podcast with your host, DJ DW, Prince Latif, Lucky Lefty, and Mr. R&B Smooth. Rhythm, 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 rhythm and Bruise. <laughs> Peace, 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 love and light, y'all. You have you are listening to the rhythm. I'm sorry, you're listening to the rhythm and bruise podcast, episode eight. The Ocho. The Ocho. The Ocho. The rec the rest of the crew is here. I am Prince Latif. We have DJ DW. What's good? Lucky Lefty. Yeah, yeah. Mr. R and B Smooth. What is happening, y'all? And our special guest, Velez, is in the house. Can we get a round of applause for Velez? Hey! Superstars. My man is in the house. We gonna get, I guess, since we started off with that intro. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to just get right into the topics? Well, talking I mean, about yeah. this, uh, this interview, this R. Kelly. Did you watch it, Velez? I didn't watch it. Okay, because I didn't either. I didn't care. Nor did I. Okay. No, I watched it. You watched it for the jokes. Okay, so you watched yeah, it for the jokes. Should have been on Twitter so, for that. Yeah, for yeah. real. You need to be on Twitter. Twitter was more coming with gold. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, they, they definitely were. Twitter worked. was coming. <laughs> I think my favorite one was the Trapped in the Closet Part One, the interview. That was kind of funny. The one that had me cackling for a good two minutes was when they mixed it with Trinidad James. Yeah, it was like light skinned it, dog skinned it. I'm an older man that loves all women. <laughs> Damn, Yo, I wow. cackled wow. for like a uh. good two minutes at work. Oh, you um, want? I, I for one did not watch the uh, the interview because, like I said, I just stopped caring. Yeah, um, I've said it many times. I'm tired of talking about this motherfucker on every episode, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just over it. Um, he went to jail right after the interview. Got out this morning. Another one of his fans paid for his bail. For the child support thing? Yep. For the child support thing. Another one of his fans paid uh, paid his bond. What yeah. that bond like once what was it? One hundred and sixty one thousand. Yeah. So So his his people are coming through. I that wasn't the bond. That was what he owed. Either way, I need support someone paid like his that. back child support. Yes, I don't know. If I they need paid that kind of support. support. They probably just paid to get him out. I need oh, that okay. kind yeah. of support system in my life. All I'm saying is, damn, right? Like yeah. this dude just keep fucking up, and his fans are like, "Take my money, get him back out." All of it, life savings. Listen, well, you heard about the lady that the uh, the lady that got him out the first time. She ran a uh, um a daycare center. So they started sending bomb threats to her daycare center for letting him out. Whew. Dang. Yeah. 
Bet not bring your kids. <laughs> Mm. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Very much well, so. We must. Matter of fact, we, we might need that as a drop every we time we talk about R. Kelly just, from now on. Bet not bring your kids. Roll around, sitting on dubs. Cat my hours high on shrubs, cooling in my Escalade. Man, I paid. I got it, mate. <laughs> that was a classic. That was oh, a classic. Oh man, um, legend. But yeah, well, I mean, you watched the interview, so was there any good takeaways from it? Well, they only show this great song. <laughs> Shout out to wait. I think I'm, I'm gonna fuck y'all name up. I apologize, but um, the people that just uh, remixed that that interview was two DLQTs. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So shout out to y'all. But um, yeah, what what takeaways were there from this interview, sir? I mean, nothing really more than what you saw. Honestly, I thought there was going to be something more that he was saying. But honestly, what they had showed was just, oh, we had the interview. It was kind of wild. Gail was just talking about how gangster she was. Like, listen, I knew he wasn't going to hit me. Like, no. <laughs> she said, she's like, well, I knew he wasn't going to hit me. Like, you were so calm. And it's like, well, you know, I know him. He wasn't going to. I knew he wasn't going to hit me. But. Honestly, it was literally the, it was just the whole thing with the the outbursts, and that was it. All right. It wasn't that more than that. Velez, do you have an opinion on this whole R. Kelly fiasco? I'm stressed because I thought that we've all known already. We we did. I, I thought it was handled. I thought it was done for. We talked about it. It's finished. But I guess people need more convincing. Uh, I think it's the times that we live in. I don't know. Because, you know, like like I've said before, the whole Me Too movement came around. And now they want to get go back and get everybody for their past transgressions. Right. But with R. Kelly, it's not necessarily just past transgressions anymore. He's still doing the shit. Yeah, but All the right. thing is, he's he was that that's actually what was taken from that. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah. He actually said, you know, y'all just keep bringing up old stuff. He's like, yeah, y'all just keep bringing up old that stuff. That sounds like an admission to me. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> and then when he said, when she asked him, she said, uh, so you've never slept with underage girls? He says no, but shakes his head yes. But at the same time, what, what, what <laughs> my, my question is, he's either in denial himself or is something else being hidden. You know what I'm saying? That we don't know about? That we don't know about. How can you possibly hide even more than what we already know? It ain't nothing we, more to it, man. It's it's all out look, there. My conspiracy on this is that he can't pay them no more. And because oh he yeah, can't I mean pay it's them, not even a conspiracy. That's, that's why truth. all this Didn't is coming out. Did he say that in the interview? Like he can't, he doesn't have that much money anymore. No, nah, he didn't say that like that. He said something like he said exactly. So he was paying. He was paying somebody off then. You said what? So he was paying somebody off. Yeah, that's what they said in Surviving R. Kelly. He was paying off the Chicago PD. You know, stuff like that. He had mm-hmm. he was paying everybody basically to protect him. But the fact of the matter is, you know, not to come to his defense, but oh this is everybody's mm-hmm. fault. Period. Oh yeah, yeah. This is everybody's That's not fault. not even coming to his defense. That's, you know? And now they had the girls that were saying like the girls' parents was on that interview it was crazy because they didn't even know how to speak. I couldn't even believe they even gave them the mic. And they were just basically like, oh, you know, my sister's saying she's okay, she's not okay, and this and that. And then the other girls are saying, well, he's taking care of us, so he ain't doing nothing wrong, and this and that. And I'm just like, yo. Let me just correct you there. You know the media. They're always going to give ignorant black people a mic. But this is the parents. Black guy, witness <laughs> me. This, these are the parents. 
these are the parents. But I, my whole thing is now is like, all right, y'all want to bring this R. Kelly stuff up. This R. Kelly stuff is happening. Then you coming after our man Mike Jack. Like this man's been dead over off. ten years, yo. Over ten years. So you want to bring him up? Dig up Jerry Lewis and you know and what he was doing. Right. But they ain't gonna do that because me and brother Elvis. Latif already said it. You know, Jerry's kids. That's their foundation money. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Yeah. So, you know, I see where the outrage comes from and the fake outrage with the, you know, our community and stuff. But it's like, when is this shit just going to stop? It's not. Not anytime soon. Not in this whole social media era. I'm sorry. It's just, it's not. Until... Because you got it. I thought of, I was thinking about this the other day um, because, you know, black people are always talking about why y'all bringing down Bill Cosby and R. Kelly and da, da, da. nobody ever talks about, you know, these white people. And I was like, you know, they're not because black, we, black media and white media are two different types of two different monsters. Yeah. Um, when, when it comes to, you know, white people doing these heinous crimes, white people don't talk about it. Mm hmm. Uh, meanwhile, as far as, you know, black media that refers to social media, BET, like all these, uh, news channels, so on and so forth. We keep these things alive by making memes about it, joking about it, stuff like that. Yeah. We keep, <clears throat> we keep this shit alive. They don't, we don't sweep it under the rug like white people do. Mm-hmm. Like we just, come on. We was all just giggling about the fucking intro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not even, it's not a funny situation, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if that was like Elvis, like... There's never been a... Motherfuck him and John Wayne. (laughs) There's never been a meme based off of Elvis. There's never been memes based off of Woody Allen, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, exactly. Woody Allen, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, exactly. There is a Robert Kraft, though. Is there? I I, I didn't see any Robert Kraft memes. Yeah. But it just goes to show you how much they'll use black culture, even the traumatic parts of it, just to, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because that's essentially what we do. What? We kind of use the traumatics to laugh through the pain. pain. Mm. I mean, if you ever listen to, you know, Bernie Mac, when he talked about his stand up. With his sister. Yeah. He said Mm -hmm. that that all came from. The truth. The truth. So he's like, I got made fun of for being dark. So he. Poke, that was part of his stand-up so that's just part of how we you know i guess we cope with whatever the the situation is and that's that's okay oh, but, but um the thing about what social media has turned into mm-hmm. everybody's a comedian now oh yeah, yeah. everybody think they got jokes yeah. <laughs> on social media these days jokes <laughs> everybody thinks that they're playing devil's advocate and i'm like you're not Mm-hmm. That's really not how you play devil's advocate. Nah, but what if? Yeah, I'm like, like shut up, that, no, shut up. That's that not, didn't happen. That's not how you. <laughs> that's not how you play devil's advocate at all. And you also got to know when <clears throat> to just not play devil's advocate, right? And just shut up. Yeah, just let this thing rock. Because yeah. especially like in this era and this climate, just let's not. Let's, right. Let's just not. You may want to chime in, and you may be coming from a place of trying to challenge with that. But in this climate, in this era where everything is so triggering for people, you just 
I mean, it's just like, look, if you come to R. Kelly's defense in any way, shape, or form, you've kind of shown me what type of person you are. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And that goes for men and women. And I remember we had this conversation amongst ourselves. Matter of fact, no, was it on the show when you said... uh, Who's worse, the male R&B supporters? I had posted a poll on our IG, right? um, Our IG page, and I was like, "Who's worse, the women who support R. Kelly or the men?" Uh, And we got our answers. We got our answer. I wish I had saved the uh, result, but in the end, it it was like pretty much sixty forty. So sixty percent of the people said women, and then forty of the percent. Forty uh, percent of the people said men, and then it turned out to be women, and it getting him out, out of jail. A woman who, uh, you yes. know, getting him out of jail. So it's a very, very interesting thing, right? It's a very interesting thing, and just all of this is is crazy. Like I was just in a group chat with a couple of my boys, and they were, you know, one of my boys was upset with how they're coming at Michael. He got into it with one of our high school teachers, as a matter of fact. And I was like, listen, I'm not one How to are you arguing <clears throat> high school, sorry. Because we he does this. I <laughs> I can't. And I told him, I was like, listen, why don't you ask him how he believe how he believes uh however long that HBO special was with Oprah, but ten years of the Federal Bureau of Investigation investigating this man, and they couldn't find out one thing. Ten years. But he's, you see how DW just be yeah. He, I listen. Okay. You know my ear is open, and <laughs> I'm like, how can you? So you go. I was like, ask him how he believes a documentary special with Oprah Winfrey. But when the FBI, the Feds, who have a pretty solid conviction rate when they do what they do and they investigate you, shout out to Teriyaki Six Nine. Yeah, they they're pretty solid. That 93 percentile is it's pretty high. Right, and they could not find out one thing on this man after ten after years. Ten years, and they went international looking. They right. went everywhere looking for something from this man, and they could not find one thing. So all of a sudden, Oprah Winfrey sits down <laughs> <laughs> on HBO, and she has cracked the case with two people. <laughs> with two who people have in the past who, said who have Michael Jackson recanted everything. Yo. yo. Hold on, before we even continue with that, because I was going to come to like, okay, well, Corey Feldman was like, you know what? Y'all wildin', so to speak. Mm-hmm. Michael never did none of that to me, never said nothing to that, and to that nature. I'm like, okay, Corey Feldman, he he real with it. He's like, he's never, he never approached me on anything sexual. He said, pretty much used to tell me sex was scary and things like that, which sounds like something Michael would say. Yeah, that does. And then he has an interview and leading up to the interview, he's telling people, oh, yeah, I'm about to be on so-and-so. I'm going to be here, this and that, da 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 He basically says, okay, and this is a tweet from him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I watched it all, and I know what I experienced. And yes, every experience is the same, right up to the sex part. But this is where it becomes La La Land instead of uh, Neverland for me. We never f- spoke about sex. He just said it, uh, all that shit was scary, right? And then it was... Um, the tweet, unless he, did he delete that shit? Well, basically, he was basically saying, you know, after watching it, you know, I can't just keep my mouth shut about this. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, even though he's never done anything to me, I can't just say I don't believe them. But before you did. Mm-hmm. Now, because you're back in the public eye, you're wanting to say that. First off, that Wade character 
has had a shady past. <clears throat> yeah. Allegedly, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we don't want to get sued. Yeah, Cry Me a River is about him because we know. My, Michael Jackson introduced um, Wade to Justin. To and Justin. And then Brittany. he ended up smashing Britney. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, uh, it was Wade was supposed to be um, Justin Timberlake's but choreographer. Even, right. But um, even beyond that, like, okay, Michael Jackson was Wade's mentor or whatever. Um, if this man abused you as a child, you remember that, what was it, the 25? The tribute. The tribute, the Michael yeah. Jackson tribute. This dude's dancing on stage, smiling yeah. in Michael Jackson's face. If you touch me as a child, I'm not dancing and shit on stage. Jimmy with you. Kimmel asked like, him on TV. Made that <laughs> to get up there. Like, right, like, crazy. you, Mike, they asked you, and you was like, yeah. Like. Now, all of a sudden, he's. Right. Now, because he can't make no money off the, yeah. make any more money off the Michael Jackson. Man, bag. they want that man's estate so bad. Like. My man, yeah. like they tried to come out with a he book. Still got the, the Beatles masters, right? Yes, Beatles, he, got he still got everybody's had. Yeah. Well, had they coming? Oh, that's man. why they. That's part of why they. Well, yeah. I believe they killed him. Right. You know he had too much. He that's was what, amassing a lot. Right. I mean, last episode we when we were talking about the difference between R. Kelly and Michael, I told y'all it's because Michael owned more. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Michael had, but like that man, he even went in the interview. He said the moment after he started breaking records and he he broke the Beatles records and then he got ownership of part of the Beatles. That's when all this stuff started to come out and they started attacking him. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So because he had too much power, he had too much power. The Sony deal that he owns people's masters. Yep. Like Beyonce's masters, boys men's masters. He's got his hand in all of that. Still got the number one selling record of all time. It right? was. It was. It was bro- broken, and the only reason I say that is because quote on, he, it was the air, quote unquote, the, yeah, the air quotes. Air quotes. The thriller like, got broken because of streaming, but because of streaming, the okay. the yeah. Beatles, the Beatles' greatest hits outsold. No, it was the Eagles. The, that's what I said. The Eagles. Oh, I said yeah, Beatles. no, I said the Eagles. The Eagles' greatest hits out uh, album outsold. The Eagles. It outsold Thriller. Yeah, it outsold Eagles. Thriller. But only because online. Only because online. Only because and online it's his greatest yeah. hits. Right. Right. So I don't count that as anything. Right. So Thriller is still the highest selling record of all time. I don't. I don't count it any. At, I don't count any of these current records, records breaking any of the any. older records because you're you're comparing pulling up my phone and pressing a button to listen to a song yeah. to back in the days when people had to get, had up to get up out their bed and go yeah, pick so buy a record. Yes. Do you remember you know when they used like, to sell out? Right. Like when you right. couldn't a get an album in stores that they would Thriller. actually sell out. Yeah. Thriller <laughs> went platinum every seven days for within like it's like I want to say let's just say like it's first two three months that it was out. I hear you. <laughs> come on, come I was waiting for Denzel to start singing in, middle, in the I middle of his conversation. I wasn't trying to be that guy. But, um, <laughs> you are that guy. I, I was about to I say am, this, is, this is this true. is who you are. I'm not trying to be myself today. Yeah, I know. But um, he like went platinum every seven days, like that's mm-hmm. crazy, and that's why like back to what Latif was saying, I don't count like the record sales, like now that these the the records these artists now break <clears throat> to be something spectacular, not taking away from their achievement, but I'm like you can't compare them to a Janet, a Prince, a Michael, or whatever the case may be, because you got to understand in 1982 there was no internet. Right. So the fact mm-hmm. that Thriller was going a million <laughs> every seven days without internet 
is asinine. Like that shit's crazy. And these are tapes seven. and cassette. These are cassettes and these are cassettes. These ain't even CDs yet. Vinyls. These aren't vinyls, even yeah. the you know what I'm saying. And we just started counting streams in 2014. Right, right. So while we on this subject of uh, you know making money and everything off of uh, streaming records and so on and so forth, have everybody heard the news about Kanye West? Oh, and how he chose slavery. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, you heard that? Yeah, uh, this man cannot. <laughs> this man can't even retire. Damn. <laughs> How would you feel if you just like was like, hey, y'all? And then he like in his forties. Like tell oh, yeah. a forty year old man, you ain't going nowhere. He'll be forty one. Right? Damn. Like you've been in the game for a good 15, 20 years, and then at, in your forties, you trying to like, all right, I'm out. No, you ain't, nigga. <laughs> you see this contract? <laughs> we got you for a while. That po- like so you how gotta, does he get out of it? He has to fulfill a certain amount of albums, or is it time based? I think it's time based. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think they had him for. I don't remember like the actual the number of years, but they had him for a number of years, and he's that man stuck. Um. Because basically, what it is is it's it's um on this uh, this occupation, which is writing, producing, and making music. Because he was trying to stop making music to worry about fashion and so on and so forth. And they're like, nah, this contract says you got to keep making this music. Who's the contract with, though? Def Jam. Yeah, they got him back in the Rockefeller days. Wow. Yeah. And that's why he's stuck where he is now. Think about it. He was the only uh, Rockefeller artist that was still able to rock with uh, Jay-Z after the whole Rockefeller breakup, and that's because of the fact that he couldn't get mm-hmm. off Def Jam. Because mm-hmm. Jadakiss was on Rockefeller for two seconds, too. Two sec- Jadakiss was on Rockefeller for two seconds. ODB was on Rockefeller for two seconds. Foxy Brown was on Rockefeller for two seconds. She's always been affiliated, though. Yeah, but they officially signed her, like, right at the end. True life. True life. Yeah, it's a lot of people that was mm-hmm. on Rockefeller, like, right at the end. Uh, when Def Jam bought Rockefeller and, and Jay Z left, yeah, um, but none of them are in the Kanye West situation. Well, I mean, none of them were at the Kanye West level, right? So that's Kanye why, West, yeah. He had a like, he had leverage at that point in his career, but didn't have enough to not be stuck in a slavery situation. I mean, and even his, even uh, Diddy wouldn't make a contract like that. You think what? Um, <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah, he uh, would. <laughs> Did you that, not remember the "Let the Locks Go" campaign? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Diddy would definitely him. do that. I'm sorry, I think Diddy would still have Biggie under his thumb if uh, Biggie was alive. Rest still in peace, does. Biggie. Rest in peace. It's actually uh, March 9th Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is March 9th ladies and gentlemen. Greatest Today we lost on one of the greatest rappers ever. In my humble opinion. Yeah, I would uh, argue that. But anyway. um, But yeah, I think Diddy, I think he does have those type of contracts with people. Um, Yeah, like like you brought up the locks. I think he'd still have Biggie under his thumb. Mm-hmm. And it's just 112. My, it's my opinion that Biggie would have been like one of those old rappers that we want to stop rapping if he was still alive. I, honestly, I don't think it would have been that. I honestly think it would have probably been more, so to speak, that you have to stay bad boy, but Junior Mafia would have been a lot bigger. 
Junior Mafia wasn't bad boy though. They were Biggie's artists. Again, like I said, he would have he would still have to stay under bad boy as a whole. Mm-hmm. But Junior Mafia would have been a lot bigger. That was Biggie's group. Yeah. So, you know, whatever he did like a sub label ever, the three he would have had a three <laughs> Biggie would have had a three sixty deal. <laughs> yeah. But Junior Mafia would have been bigger. You know, it was a lot of dudes and Junior Mafia was actually kinda nice. If you listen to that conspiracy theory album, it was actually a dope album. Mm-hmm. I agree. I gotta go back. I remember that. Yeah, let's do it, yo. Yeah, I gotta go back and listen. Yo, C's was nice, yo. All right. C's was nice, and Kim was nice. You know, of course. So while we still in Hollywood, (laughs) 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 um, y'all watch that Red Table Talk with uh Jordan Woods? Anybody? 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 I didn't. I didn't. I I watched it. All right. All right. I watched Um, it, and it was it was informative, and I'm. I'm with her. I, I I'm with her as well. Um, but then again, I'm against the Kardashians, the Car- Cardi Jenners, or whatever you want to call them. But did y'all also see that her and Kylie are trying to make up now? No. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. But what mean, did she reveal? <laughs> yeah. Um. So basically, that's um, that meme. I'll do crazy. it. <laughs> Chloe was talking about how Jordan Woods basically broke up her relationship with uh. Tristan Thompson, Thompson. Mm-hmm. but Jordan, she basically, because ba- while the Kardashians were trying to, in some people's opinions, like tear down and destroy Jordan Woods, the uh, the Smiths, Jada, Jada and uh, Will swooped in because they knew her since she was a child because her dad used to work on the set for Fresh Prince. So they came to her, you know, her rescue, so to speak, and had her on the red table talk to tell her side of the story. Basically, she was just saying that um, she was out clubbing one night with some you know, some of her girlfriends, and then uh, Tristan was in the same club as them. And um, you know what usually happens after parties is people's like, "Hey, everybody, come over to my house," and it just so happened to be Tristan that said, "Everybody, come over to my house." So Jordan felt comfortable going to Tristan's house because it's like, "Hey, this dude's like family," so I'm I'm cool with just going over there. And apparently at some point, um, you know, fast forward, she's chilling. She's like, all right, I'm about to leave. And dude just like kisses her on her way out. And she's like, oh, I'm out. And she tells them later on, like what happened. So naturally, it's like Chloe not is like, I'm not even going to say this because I'm going to ruin myself. But I was going to say like (laughs) typical women, but that's not typical of women, but like a typical not smart woman um (laughs) she blamed jordan for tristan's actions and tried to blow up jordan in the public eye but it was really tristan just being tristan Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and um jordan's like look i had i can't control what he did i maybe in hindsight maybe i shouldn't have went there but he kissed me right and literally at the last moment on her way out right So, um, but you're ever try, since you trying then, to tell me this started out from an awkward goodbye, like, yeah, an awkward like crazy goodbye and an unsolicited, t- and an unsolicited kiss that that, that happens, yo. And, nah, but, you know but check I mean? this but, out, but, check this right. out, right? Could you but imagine? Tristan, he 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 a little different, though. He a nah, little different, I you can. know what makes him a little different? Imagine <laughs> throwing a house party that and not happen, inviting yo. your girl, 
See, you have, a, you have, <laughs> you all, got women all over the house. She wasn't invited. No, she wasn't invited. Wasn't she didn't even know what was happening. Didn't know what was happening. It wasn't even their house. He has an entirely. He has a whole other house. Yeah, he to don't live with her. Yeah, to throw <laughs> yeah. a party that you ain't invited to. <laughs> this man threw like, a whole house party. Women all over the house. Right. His girl invited. ain't invited. Wow, that's right. wild. But you mad at Jordan? And ever <laughs> since this interview, he's been seen with. A different woman at least two or three times. Yep. And now she's saying, you know, don't put all the blame on. I don't. She says she recanted her statement and said, I don't put all the blame on Jordan. This is absolutely as well Tristan's fault. Of course, it's 100% Tristan's fault. It's 100% his fault. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, like, you knew he was a dog when you met him. You you stole him from his then pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, you didn't know that. Nah. Yeah. yeah, she he had a girl when he met Chloe. Mm-hmm. Chloe, right? Is it Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, because I'll be getting the Kardashians yeah. mixed up. He had a girl when he met Chloe, who was pregnant at the time. He left that girl for Chloe. And at the time, like LeBron, because they were still on the same team at the time, LeBron's like, no. No, don't bring the Kardashians anywhere around us. The Kardashians Keep, leave them alone. This is real. Uh. He didn't listen. And this is the shit he's in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but last year they, it was uh, she was recorded. Uh, she was it was reported that she said uh, she doesn't blame Tristan for these infidelities. She blames the groupies because she's stupid. infidelities is one thing with just you know randoms. But I can understand where she kind of has a little bit of blame because she's known this girl for for some time. So at the end of the day, yes, he is definitely wrong. And honestly, we need to start holding these men accountable for this shit because when he's doing it, like I like when that he's doing it, came out, not, it's like, not even really? careless anymore. He's doing it intentionally. Hold I, on, hold on. But my only question: if she only gets, if she's mad at the groupies, what is she? Is is she a groupie? That whole Let family me know. is groupies. She's Kardashians. She's Kardashians. Different. She's Kardashians. Listen, different. this is the only family of women you I know that get together. Yeah, they get together Spades like every spade, in a high, bro. They're the hierarchy. They're the hierarchy of, 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 of So they're like the, <laughs> the queen groupies. Like, because they don't really need it, like, right. financially. They just need it socially. They just need it socially to keep them well, in the public eye. Well, that works out for them financially, too. Right. right. But know. again, it's like, but they don't really need it. But they all need to praise Ray J. You need to praise Robert Kardashian Sr. And Ray J. And Ray J. But I just, I get mad when they don't even mention Pops because I was like, y'all would have never known the fuck Kardashian was until he got OJ off. OJ off. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, bottom line. <laughs> like, he. But that's why I don't believe this whole, what's the youngest one? Kylie? Kendall. Kylie. Oh, Kylie. Kylie. Yeah, Kylie. the Kylie with the, the self made billionaire nonsense. How you, you were born you into a rich family. You were born into <laughs> money. You so you're not self made as soon as you're born into money. You can't, you can't inherit that. <laughs> like You can't inherit that title. And you made a billion off of selling black women's features that you had to pay for. <laughs> God, it's going to be in heaven. <laughs> Meanwhile, black <laughs> women can't do the same. <laughs> when she die and go to Ooh. heaven, God going to be like, you remind me of a girl. <laughs> I once do. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of them Kardashian Jenner is going to get up to heaven and God going to be like, who are you? I didn't make you. Word. 
Not in my image. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the drink's hitting, y'all. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shout out to it's this Crown slaps. Royal Peach. <laughs> Shout what? out to this Crown Royal Listen, Peach. We can't be shouting these people Shout out, out to the Crown <laughs> Royal Peach. We are Rhythm and Bruise. We're going to talk about what we drinking. All right, man. All right. They'll cut a check. But anyway, let's get to the guest. Yes, sir. We have Mr. Velez. He has been tearing up the whole tri-state area. All over Connecticut, all over New York. Mm-hmm. All the open mics, all the, you know what I'm saying? Anytime you want to bring your girl out for date night, just look up where Velez is at. Do it. That man is tearing it down. Yeah, matter of fact, me and my girl rekindled things at the the Prince. Yeah, the tribute. Uh, the last Prince year. tribute last year. Wow. So we almost on that anniversary of the Prince tribute. So thank you, Velez. That's special. Oh, see what you're doing. See yeah, what you see do. what you're doing out here. You rekindled the black love, brother. That's power in them strings. That purple rain hit different. Well, you know what? <laughs> When you sang that, I never wanted to be your weekend lover. Oh, shit, that was the moment. Get her tickets to the tribute I'm doing on June 1st then in New York at Sugar Bar. Oh, wait. Ooh. You doing another first tribute? Yep. I know Ooh. Sugar Bar. I know Sugar it's Bar. It's going down. June all right. First. All right. I might have to swing through that. But you know what was crazy about that show? They It was only supposed to be two and a half hours. They let us play. And yeah. I had no clue that it was like almost past closing time. Like, uh, or last call, rather. It was nuts. That was that the was a dope show. There. That yeah, was a dope show. Cool. Like this man, like he ain't just do like the the well known Prince joints. He did the B sides that like, oh, yeah. yeah like it was people like, you know, of age to know the the music, right, and they were just right. like, I don't even know what song. Is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ha. That's because you don't just listen to Prince. You just be listening to the popular shit. Yeah. Like, was this the one you was in Norwalk? Yeah. yeah at the Elks. Damn. Yeah, that, I was trying to come to that one, but I think I got caught up at work. Oh, that was that was a time. Now that was a it was a it was an awkward venue. Well, the Elks is a little different. Again. Shout out to the Elks, but that was an awkward venue. It was I walked in and I was like, oh wait, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I already know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're I already know. Yeah. I know. Because I'm expecting like the type the typical place you go to see a show. Right. And it was just an empty room of just like chairs like lined up against the walls. Yeah. And I was like, how are we gonna get more than ten people in here? <laughs> it's a but different space. By the by the end of the night, that room was packed. For real, they for was real. On their feet. Yeah, it was, was on it. Yeah. Shout fun. out to I ain't gonna say your name, but shout out to homegirl that got drunk and then fell on the dance floor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, lefty knows her. Matter of fact, we all know her. She's she's been at she's been at some of our events, your game nights and such. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pace right now. Oh man. I'm actually trying to remember now who was this on the floor passed out. It was, now, I'm it trying. Was a, you got me backtracking through my game night events. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she was. Uh, she got. She had a little too much. <laughs> she had, uh, old girl had a little too much and was dancing when while you was up there performing and just. Oh. <laughs> uh, but um. Nice. That's yeah. Nice. So that's. 
that's the type of vibes you was giving off. Wow. I had and, fun. But ever since that <laughs> show, you've been everywhere. Yeah. So Trying, tell us I'm, a little bit about that. I, I be I get in my car and I go up and down 95 like it's nothing. So I've been well first, but right after that show, what happened next was I was getting more into the Springfield scene. Okay. So I was busting up there a couple times a month, sometimes three times a month. Um hitting open mics up there. Um, especially Malays joint MBS Malays speaking. I was going up there a lot. Shout out to Malay. Yeah. And um, so that got me a lot of gigs, actually more gigs up in Springfield. Dope, dope. So that, uh, that was kind of the foundation of, of what eventually became this tour coming up. But mm -hmm. um, I would be going up there. I go to Providence, hit sessions up there. Um, sometimes go down to Brooklyn. Um, yeah, man. But those Ooh. are like the main four spots mm. right now, the hot okay. spots. Okay. For me right now. You're a little bit of everywhere then. Yeah, That's if I got the gas, I'll go. I hear that. Bro. Look, honestly, man. if they got the cash to give you the gas, yeah, yeah. right. That, That's <laughs> crucial as well. You're right. definitely gonna go. cash. <laughs> right, right. You're definitely gonna go. I mean, you definitely. That's when I do my like... hair. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hire. That's, how, that's actually the key. If my hair is pulled back, I'm not getting paid for the event. If my hair is well, out. We know this. Okay, so okay, listen. so that's the secret. So if we go to the next show <laughs> and his hair is pulled back, we're like, hey y'all, uh, this is this, this was nonprofit. This was nonprofit. This was pro bono. This is for promotional this use for, only. This is for exposure. <laughs> this was for exposure. But the, but the dope thing it seems like Velez, what I what I like, you know, what I'm saying what I've been hearing as well is like. You don't seem like you're trying to chase a deal. You're just doing it for the love of music. And if it happens, that's great. Mm -hmm. But you you could be in the same spot for however long you are, and you'll just be happy with doing what you're doing. And that's what's up. Right. And that's what, you know, lacks in a lot of R&B now because people just looking to chase a deal. Oh, man, I got to do this. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. if I get this deal, it's going to be dope. Nah, man. Right. And I, and I respect that. You're bringing back the original Right, you know, I think about like them albums that, like, I would listen to like the old Sam Cooke albums, the live <laughs> albums in Harlem. He's just going to a random club in Harlem, singing his ass off, and gets his check and goes home. Like he's not doing it for fame. He's right, literally right. just with those people right there in that moment, giving his all. And so that's the kind of, that's what I want to, you know, mm -hmm. that reputation as a live performer, put on live shows, like leave people something to go home, rekindle a love with, hey. you know, mm -hmm. spark something in people live. Yeah. That's why, because okay. when someone does it to me, I'm, I'm done for. You know, I'm in their pocket forever. Word, word. Yeah, it means a lot like to me. Yeah. So speaking of that, aside from Sam Cooke, like who has, you know, inspired you? Uh, as a, a live performer, like Temptations, David Ruffin. Okay. That's my like, guy. Can see you I, I knew you was going straight to that. <laughs> you was going straight to that. David uh, Ruffin. moved up to the mic. <laughs> Mass low too. But he, hey, he called me. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> but who else? Stevie Wonder, Donny Hathaway, um, Jimi Hendrix especially too. Come wow. on now. Come with it. Come a lot of people don't say him. A lot of people don't say Donnie Hathaway. First of all, they a lot don't. of people that that's say Jimi Hendrix don't even listen to Jimi Hendrix. They just know that's a name that they should say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Like, that's good. And you tell them, like, name three Hendrix songs, not Purple Haze. Hey, Joe. Right. <laughs> I bet you they didn't even know that was him. Now, I wonder, him? though, if to some level that's because he spent so much time overseas. But to me, that shouldn't matter because his stuff was still released over here. Well, what I think is, I think black people 
or our generation. I'm not going to say black people in general, but our generation is just closed minded to rock music. Yeah, because they don't hear that history. Right, because, yeah, yeah they don't know that we created like, rock music. Like, this, right. this is blues chords. I want to hear this. Right. This is coming fine. Right. They don't um, understand that, uh, <laughs> whose record we was listening to when we was headed up here? Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Johnny bon, used to work on Bon Jovi? Is that Bon Jovi? Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they don't know that that's like, you know, the white people's dreams and nightmares. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and soon that, Yo. they got a few of them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but they got Journey. That's um, the Journey joint. Oh, that's uh, Steve Perry and them. That's, um, what the hell is a Journey record? Uh, don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop yeah. Believing, yeah. yeah. Like, that, what, I mean, that's... That's say all about the Benjamins. Nah, but... That's a lot of us. You're right. Know the history. That's yeah. like, you can't go to one karaoke night and, and somebody don't sing Don't Stop Believing. Right. For Especially real. if you had a white venue. Yeah. Yes. Black people, you can't go to karaoke night and not hear like Mary J. Blige, but... Yeah. yeah. There's you. always some hurt woman singing Mary J. Blige at the black oh karaoke. Oh, my God. They always <laughs> sing Not the Gone... <laughs> Like, um, they, just, they, just they always sing "Not Gonna Cry" in the King of X and in, in the Kia X. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody, they just don't know. They just don't know like the history of it, all. <laughs> like of music in exactly. general. Because anybody under the age of like, I don't even know, like thirty something, they probably gonna just think, "Oh, rock music is white people music." Well, some, yeah, yeah, so. some. Right. Some are a little number, like the yeah. ones that don't know the history, basically. Like they, I tell they, people, country music is soul music for white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you say that all the time. I, I just can't get. With I still it, Jack. can't get into. <laughs> I can't get with it, Jack. What? Maybe I, I can't. Doors and turn the lights. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, yo, I'm gonna tell you something. Like that Luke Bryan, yo, he was rapping on one of the records. Oh, I didn't listen to it. I'm like, yo, really? No, nah, they listen. You listen rapping? to. He was rapping. Listen, he was like coming down on eighty four. <laughs> hey, I mean Nelly, Nelly hopped on a couple of country records. But if you listen to Chris Stapleton and you listen to Tennessee whiskey, listen. every now that and man then, was singing with the black folk when he was a child. Every now and then, country music will sneak up on me. Nah. But two black Cadillacs by Carrie. Uh, Carrie Under will go home and listen to it. We'll That's the chick that, that she that dug record. the keys into the forty five. Same one, yeah. but she wrote two black Cadillacs, which is better than in before he cheats because two black yeah. Cadillacs had a story behind it, and I had to play it back because I was like, oh. Murder, <laughs> murder, like because I kept wondering why they was talking about him in past tense. Mm. I was like, why they keep talking about this man in past tense? So then I was like, oh, two black Cadillacs driving in a slow parade. Oh my god. But anyway, got it <laughs> to bring it back around. <laughs> um, what are you listening to currently? Right now, a lot of old blues, mm, uh, ooh, Otis okay. Rush, uh, John Lee Hooker, mm. a lot of uh, Albert King. I'm trying to get oh, back he, to just like he bringing out names. We, we just guitar. forgot to, to, to <laughs> name. Yeah, like, this is Robert Johnson. Ooh. Yeah, not in a while. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Stones in my okay. pathway. Yeah, I love okay. that tune. Cause Crossroads is my joint, mm. mm. and I love the movie that they did that circulated around that whole. Was it about his life or? It was about. Well, it wasn't about his life. They because uh, Ralph Macchiano uh, was it Macchiano, the Karate Kid. Oh yeah, he was yeah. he was in it, and he linked up with an old uh, older gentleman who was linked to Robert Johnson, and they briefly like touched on the 
the background of the crossroads and what it meant to go sell your soul to the devil, mm. which is why now you got everybody talking about, you know, Illuminati. I'm like, well, right, this right. conversation was had back then. It was just known mm. as the crossroads because he went down to the crossroads, mm. met Legba, the, the devil, cross, cross, and that's where he got all his skill from. Papa Legba. So, yeah. Miss Michael Charles, yo. Yeah, that was, a, that was a great movie, but Robert Johnson was definitely, like, that's when I kind of got put on some blues. Mm. All right, Robert listen to this musical conversation over here. Okay, Do you like jazz? Yeah, like jazz? But yeah, I love jazz. I studied jazz in, in grad school too. Okay. All right. Course. Let's talk about that. Where? When did you start studying music? Uh, in high school. So I did music theory my last year, okay. and then that's what really got me interested in it. One wanting to do theory in college. Okay. So I was playing still just guitar in my bedroom at that point, mm. and I was mostly just I was sing classical music or write you know for string quartets and other chamber music type of things. Okay. In college. Mm. Um, or I write for musical theater. I did a lot of that too. Okay. Mm. And doing songs for that. But then um, when I got to grad school, that's when I started doing jazz, performing jazz more, getting more into the blues. Started bringing my guitar out the house more. Where did you study? I studied well, undergrad at Brown for music theory. And then I did Manhattan School of Music for jazz. Yeah. Oh, this, this man is cultured. Brown University, the right. Brown University. Yeah, I got, I got and the Manhattan to, School of Music. Did you hear that? Yeah, let me put my let me put my ring on my pinky finger. <laughs> the. This man is. Oh, he is. Boy is you good. talk about the right people. That boy out here. That's that's why he that's out here. And he can make money because he can write. Right, music, music. Yeah, right. There's money in that. Absolutely, yeah. and that's really what my main gig that I was trying to do. Get like something in songwriting. You know, give me just like. 20 song a year deal I'll get in all you need is the right right. connect right and I don't even say lyrically like scoring like just to know like all he needs is a right all you need is a right connect for people because like even like yeah because like hip-hop artists who because a lot of hip-hop artists now are looking for bands right because Pac Anderson is out here right doing that shit so now everybody is on that shit so now you got hip-hop artists who may need like okay I need somebody to write this right 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 did you say Peck Anderson? Anderson Peck. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even think to like correct that either. I was so into the conversation. And I was like, and I didn't even is, hit. So. It's been a couple of times where I've said it backwards. That's hey, real about man. the hip hop bands, though. I want to. I want to make a backing band for a hip for an MC. I'm just looking yeah. for the MC. You know. It's just funny that new artists now are now asking for them like y'all didn't know the Roots was doing this shit. The Roots, <laughs> like, <Facts. laughs> like y'all waited a whole well, ten years. Gotta, y'all right. because like, granted, like the Roots is like popular with like real hip hop fans, right? But I know like real hip hop fans that are now like, yo, I'm looking for a band. As oh, then they if, stupid. Like, like as if this is such a nuanced thing. Right. I'm like, uh. nah, the Roots have been doing this since day right. fucking one. But <laughs> like, like that's your study right there if you want to do it. And yeah. have you but ever been? Nobody else. But I wanted to. Like technically, there's really been nobody else besides the Roots. Tell me, tell me one other hip hop band. Wale, Wale has a band. Yeah, Drake. Drake has a band too. Oh, I don't know. Really? Drake was touring with a band. Drake was touring with a band. Yo, it comes to the point where you're not that big of a hip hop artist if you don't have a band. Interesting. You know? Yeah, but. um, I know for a fact because Wale's from DC, they do that go-go. So, oh, yeah. that go-go, yeah, oh, yeah. Percussion so they, is a thing. That's what I'm saying. He, tra- he travels with a band. Yeah. Um, so if you see him with a DJ, like something's wrong. Jay Z has a band. Well, yeah, I've been to a few Jay Z. What's the name? Was is um his drummer? Um, damn. Yup, that dude. 
But it's gonna come to me. No, nah, but what I was saying, like, if you've ever been to a, a root show, like a root set is three hours long. Yeah. Like guru, they just young guru. Oh yeah, Guru. Yeah, Guru is his drummer, you're right. Yeah. Um whenever Quest Love isn't doing it. Um Yes. But and it feel, it feel like 45 minutes like it goes by so I know you know I know because the first so time I saw quick. the roots I went to, I saw them when um when Lupe Fiasco's first album came out because he was oh, opening up for the roots yeah. like oh and, shit it's um, 230 already huh no I was just saying your time goes by fast oh yeah they- yeah it's, it's been a while but um but yeah I went to that to that show and like when I see like they're set was three hours long and it was all planned out obviously so they they started off that first hour was like their current hits that second hour was like b-sides and then that last hour was all classics and covers and it was just and it was to the point where like uh, the other celebrities that was backstage it was coming out on stage with tambourines and just doing all types of shit like everybody was in the vibe when the roots was on stage especially especially during that last set that last hour of the set yeah and they just what? I'm sorry to cut you off. Anybody ever heard anything from Jaguar right ever again, yo? Um, it's been two two years since I've last um seen Jaguar right. Mm-hmm. Um, because speaking of my like bring bringing my lady back into the conversation, our first date was to a Jaguar right and Flowetry show out in New Haven. <sighs> Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, and that was during that that one tour with Floor Tree. Like, where'd they hit? Huh? Where'd they play? Schubert. Okay. Yeah, um, and Jaguar Wright opened up for Floor Tree, mm. and then she disappeared again. I don't think she wants to be in the public eye at all. Probably not. Like when I really got introduced to her was when they did the uh, unplug for Jay Z, and she did the song "Cry." Oh yeah, yeah. and like, in my personal opinion. She did a way better job than Mary. Mm. And she had a Coca-Cola campaign at one point. Yeah. Around around that same time. She right. had a Coca-Cola campaign. Right. And then that's when she vanished, so to speak. Yeah. She's from Philly, right? Yes. Yeah. She's part of that whole Philly collective of artists. Philadelphia. Have you been out there yet? Not yet. Oh, that... I, we no, may never see that man again. I, I know, play. like he go out to Philly, we ain't gonna see him again. Yeah. I gotta get out. Yeah, because the live music is heavy there. Yeah, yeah. What? They're in DC, probably the best mm. place I've ever seen live music. And New Orleans, I'm about New to Orleans say, too. You gonna leave out New Orleans yeah. like a mother? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been in New Orleans yet. That's one of my one of my bucket lists. Where, where, what's on your bucket list to play? In Atlanta, really? Mm. And out west? I'm about to say he needs to go to Cali. Atlanta's definitely doable. Yeah, Cali's definitely doable. Atlanta. That's Cali's. why I looked at you like that. Atlanta yeah. ain't nothing but a drive. Yeah, <laughs> right? like, Cali's doable too. Because I was just out in Cali, and there was a couple of artists out there on City Walk mm. at Universal Studios. One one guy was just playing his sax. He was just doing covers, and people was tipping him. Another girl was out there with her acoustic, and she actually had a table mm-hmm. with all her CDs and stuff selling. So I'm like, yo, and this is City Walk, and you got people. Hundreds of <laughs> people just passing yeah. by and standing there watching. Like, why Atlanta though? Well, the South has always had a hold on me. Mm. I went to New Orleans to visit, and I always wanted to go back. And I was like, "Yo, if New Orleans made me feel like this, I just want to be around a bunch of black people just singing my heart out." 
Yeah. What better place then? Uh, see. Or is there a better place? Whoa, whoa. Well, Wait, honestly, when it comes to, to that, go? when it comes, like, I love Atlanta. I'm about I'm to not say, you're going to talk about my heart right now. No, no, no. I love Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? But it really depends on where in Atlanta you do that. Oh, when you were in New Orleans, mm. you could do that anywhere. You could do that anywhere. Like, obviously, cliche, but House of Blues. Boston? Yeah. No, they have one in Atlanta. Oh, shit. Because that's, I mean, not Atlanta. Uh, uh, New Blue, Orleans. Blue, yeah. Gotcha. Because it was uh, founded by the Blues Brothers. Yep. Did not was, know that. Yeah, it was founded by the Blues Brothers. It's, <sighs> trust me when I tell you. Like, I understand, you know, you you want to do Atlanta, but I don't think you're going to, f- I don't want to ruin it for you, but hey, I don't listen. think you're going to feel that Honestly, same feeling as New Orleans. That same beautiful feeling. But oh. I'm going to combat that. Okay. If you go to Atlanta, you just let me know because I'll just send you to the right people to to play with. Mm. Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he knew I was gonna do it. He knew I was gonna do it. He knew I was gonna say nah, something. I was like, you know, I'm not. I'm leaving alone. You know what I'm saying? Because because I know, like, all right. I think I've told you before. Like the the reason I, you know, the cool and the kickback is something that we brought to that I brought to Bridgeport or to Connecticut is because. I got that vibe from Atlanta, from living in Atlanta. It was like a, it's just a weekend thing that they do down there. That's true. Um, down there on the weekends, they'll just all get up at somebody's studio and just rock out like that. Like my 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 boy was just at the High Museum of the Arts, but for a jam session in the middle of an art show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they they get it in down in Atlanta too, but you know it's just a different type of. It's mm-hmm. not as they're not known for like like yeah, like yeah. New, Orleans New Orleans is, but Atlanta gets it in. You got to remember this is where, you know, the Wonderland Society is coming from. Like Janelle Monae and all her artists. Mm-hmm. Like she may be from Kansas City, but all her artists are Atlanta artists. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, just think about all that whole collective. Like, there's a bunch of people from Atlanta I could put you on to, and that's just that. Like Atlanta, like you wouldn't be, you wouldn't go wrong. Going down to Atlanta. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, you're kind of right about that because yeah. there's just so much different, beautiful black in Atlanta. Yeah. There's just so much. Oh, I miss it there. Yeah. Southern black is just different. different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, they like, just. Once you start to head towards the Mason Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> Out in Blucks. Because I remember I was, I spent some time and I know it ain't true South, but I was out in DC land, Chocolate City. Hey. And when I touched down on that historically black campus of Bowie State University, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom knew immediately. She's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, she's like, boy, just don't. Just I don't want no grandchildren. And I was like, not yet. anyway. Not yet. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll see what I can do. No, nah, them, them uh, the southern black southern people are just different. They, they just, really are. Like I was talking to really the other night, I was like, "Why you say everything with such passion and heart?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just felt, love down south. Yeah, you know, I felt comfort yeah. in what she said. And I was like, "Man, now, I got a question oh for you because you you do a lot of Prince tributes, and I see you sing a lot of Prince. What is your favorite Prince song?" Oof. Hmm. It gotta be a door. Come on with okay, it. Come now, on. I'm, I'm, I'm not even mad. I'm gonna tell you why it's a door because 
I was okay, so you know, I got the Chromecast on the TV, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I was literally laying in bed. I had already fallen asleep, and the YouTube autoplay is on. A door come woke you up out of your sleep. <laughs> woke me out of my sleep, not just out of my sleep. Woke me up hot out my sleep. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm alone right now. <laughs> What's going on? That's when I knew that was the song right there. Yeah. I was like, damn, if one of my songs could make somebody wake up out their damn sleep, yeah. yo, feeling the type of way, I'm like, that's damn. a yeah, feeling. That's a fact. That's a feeling. But yeah, that's definitely on that one, one of my. That's it's definitely right one of my here. favorite Prince records too. My boy pulled up to work the day. Prince had passed mm. bumping this record. He had the windows rolled down. He had this blasting at top volume and he was just going through it. He was like, yo, like this? I was like, oh yeah, nah, this record here was... <sighs> one of my favorite Prince records is all well, my favorite Prince record. I'm not even going to say one. is still the beautiful the beautiful ones. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, Have you ever heard the Mariah Carey rendition? Yes, and we had a whole argument about that we in the car. Did. You don't remember that? Oh, yeah, you're right. We did. You, he tried to play me that shit, and I was like, come well, on. First of all, don't don't, don't, don't call it shit. <laughs> you gave him that exact look, too, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I was like, you gonna tell me Cisco could match up to Prince? I, I never said he matched up. I just said it was a worthy rendition. Mm. And you know it had to be cleared. Mm. Yeah, he probably cleared by, him, by, him, he probably cleared by him. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, you I, I want to know what his opinion of Cisco he was, tight was. With that with covers and stuff. Right, that's right, what I'm saying. Right. Like, if he was like, nah, yeah. Because he really only supported female artists. Yeah. Uh, the only, only one I know for a fact that he approved of was Genuine doing When Doves Cry. Yeah, wow. he actually approved of that. Um, and what's her name? Um, was it Michelle Morgan? When she did Do Me. Well, I was talking about men specifically. Oh, the only yeah, one right, I know right. yeah, he was, approved of. I was, was, you know, it was, yeah, yeah it was you're genuine. right. Mm-hmm. But he probably, yeah. he probably, no, he had to have approved uh, Tevin. Well, Tevin was his Tevin was his protege. Yeah, like exactly. Like I'm talking about outside of the Prince circle. Prince circle. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. because that man had. Yeah, he had some proteges, boy. Yeah, he would send you a cease and desist real quick. Real quick. (laughs) Because there were two white girls on YouTube that used that did a that they were beasts, and one actually ended up I think doing some work with Chris Brown, but was never heard of again. Like I've never seen her do anything else again. But they had did when doves cry. And then I went to listen to it. And he and sent that cease and that message was right there. Hey, listen. And it was like Prince's state was like this has been muted. Well, it's been like and it's not like, it's common knowledge that he didn't want white people covering re- covering his music. Right. Like he said that, which is why it was so disrespectful after he died when they had Justin up there covering his music at the Super Bowl. And he did I Would Die for You, and that's my favorite right. Prince. It makes terrible. Ever, and I was tight. That whole that whole shit was terrible. This was Wow, disrespectful, <laughs> man. I hated that Super Bowl. Because I would man. die Biting for you. Is indeed my favorite Prince record. Definitely, I agree. That's Red definitely my favorite is record. My let's, favorite Prince record. Let's get back over to Velez real quick because I know we could go on for Prince all day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so you got a tour coming up? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so are we starting this tour off this this Wednesday. Starting off in, in yeah in Bridgeport on Wednesday at Poets Realm. Um, one. Thousand One Main Street, uh, Bridgeport Creates, um, and then right after that, right out the gate, um, I'll yeah. be in Waterbury the next day, and then in Baltimore. Um, 
So you busy, busy. Ooh. Busy. So you on Baltimore on Friday? Saturday. Shit. Traveling, traveling. Mm-hmm. Now, uh-huh. are you driving or are you taking a train, brother? I I wanted to do the train thing, mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't get my guitar insured in time. Ah, so I'm going to just okay. play it safe smart, and just smart. take myself down. I'm about to say, mm-hmm. you know, that's I don't true want no problems. To take the train. Yeah, but hey, I can understand that whole yeah. insuring the guitar thing because that's serious. Yeah. Max. So where else is this tour taking you? So uh, after Baltimore, I've got some lined up in Springfield. Um uh, Providence, um, all over Connecticut. So I've I've got um, a little some shows uh, in Bethel, up in uh, Woodbury, Waterbury, um, Hartford, um, one in New Haven at the end of the of the tour. Okay. And then after we handle New England, I'll come back down to or the that part of New England. Come back down to New York and uh, do a show over there in June at Sugar Bar. Ooh, okay. And then I'm going back up for my reunion at Brown, and I'm gonna play a show up there for nice for my uh, for my class and everything. Nice, and that's gonna be fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. Absolutely. Um, I was mostly known as a singer at that time. Oh, know? so they're gonna see so you for the first time with that guitar, with the guitar and mm-hmm. with the band especially. So I'm excited for that. Um, what else? I'm trying to lock down. It's in the works still. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but I'm working on a DC hit as well because I do want to get into okay. DC. Okay. Mm. DC is love. I've, I've been out there before just um, to watch shows and to, you know, just mm-hmm. go to clubs and party and hang out down there, but never to do music, my music. So I'm trying to break into that that scene down there a little bit and just, you know, like you said, get closer to the Mason Dixon. Speaking just of, spread out. Speaking of, like, are you on this tour, are you doing. Like all originals, covers, or like a mixture? All originals. All, come on now. So, yeah. With this being said, do we have tangible music coming on the way? On the way, yeah. So, I, I planned out a couple weeks in April um, where I'll be home. And during those two weeks, I'm going to just be in the studio okay. working on a single, um, okay. hopefully, so that I could be, you know, finished, polished up by the time the tour ends and we can, you know, all right. get that out to the world. Because it's one thing to have the live set, have the live versions, the live renditions, but right. I want to send people home with something, you know? Right, right. And just not to mention alternate revenue streams. Facts. Shit. That's Get that. That's really the moment. <laughs> Get that. Get that. No? So. Good answer. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. You set a whole lot of dates. How can we follow you? Yes. On, so on Instagram, um, that's where I'm putting all the, the info, at Velas. Um, but also uh, in line with the kickoff, I'm going to have my Facebook page ready to go as well. And that's where I'm going to post all the remaining dates and yeah. info for tickets for the upcoming shows that's coming up. So people's going to be able to really, you know, come to a, a place online to really get the info and keep up with me. Oh, so we kind of catching you in the infancy yes. of what's about to be a dope ass career. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, brother, what's your uh, nationality, man? Could you guess? Everybody always have funny. funny I mean, answers. I definitely think obviously last name is Velez, so you got to be Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah, Puerto Rican and black. But what, what else are you? I think you got to be something else. Are you just Puerto Rican and black? I what usually stick you? with that because nobody believes me. But my dad is <laughs> my dad is now the curl Hungarian. pattern is different. That's why I had to ask. <laughs> I don't know if I got it from there, but the, my dad is also Hungarian. Oh, okay. His mom's Hungarian. His his dad was Puerto Rican. Okay, okay. So. Um, it don't show obviously on the mix, so right? I right, right. Don't lead with it, but yeah. I'm also Hungarian too. I mean, no, nah, you are what you are. The reason why I ask that because, like, 
also, do you have influences from, you know, the different culture? Exactly, the different culture. I, yo, I want to play in a salsa band so bad. Really? Yo, what? And just be the background dancers just doing the moves. Hey, man, Tito Puente. What? Um, or get into some percussion and just. Okay. I would, I would like. To. I want to be in that room and see that. Right. But that, I have no idea where that's at in Connecticut. Where's the Latin bands out here? I could find some stuff for you because I do know uh, people in a couple you know, circles. So I just can't think to of make a stop over Sasoni Mambo make a stop over there real quick. Yeah. Dude's name because doesn't he? Um, there's a dude who uh, what's the dude who's got the karate spot, but he also plays in the band. And it's it's Latin based out of Bridgeport or Connecticut. I'm not sure where. You talking oh, about Soriano? Maybe. Um, I don't know. He does Capoeira. Yeah. Oh damn! It's that Capoeira. Yeah. I know. That's <laughs> you that's black and that shit all the way up. Capoeira. Capoeiro. Capo. 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 Give it there. Black coon. 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 Gabriel. Gabriel. Capoeira. Whatever it is called. But um, yeah, Capoeira. That's what it's called. Capo, the the na 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 way. Yeah. <laughs> you getting real disrespectful now. <laughs> we about to lose. Oh shit! Nah, but um, I'm sorry, Brazil. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Nah, um, his name's Smiles. Okay. Yeah, Smiles. I know you're talking about. I I hit him up. Yeah, but I think more so like they do a lot of the Latin stuff because they be having like the scholarship funds and all that. I know they do that like up in like New Milford. In New Fairfield Ooh, and all that, wild. yeah, yeah. When you start putting, <laughs> say, I got the, if I got the gas, I'll I'm go. To say, yeah. <laughs> if they start when they start putting new and shit, yeah. you know you're going far. Yeah, Unless it's yeah, New yeah, Haven, yeah. you far. Yeah, because like you know the reason why I asked you that because like you know a lot of people just stick to a certain thing and don't really put their own culture into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you know, obviously you have a mixture, so you can mix it with a lot of different things. So, that I, so that's why I said. Yeah, and I'd like to. I want love a percussion player to just hold down some of those rhythms, you know? Right, right. And just... I mean, they got the bongos right there. I mean, uh-huh. who outside of DW might be able to, not, to hold it down on the bongos, though? I mean, I could do the champions here, beat. Oh, my God. From Ali. Anyway. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> How many instruments do you play? <laughs> <laughs> right now, uh, three. I got my voice, guitar, and piano. Okay. I like that you mentioned the voice. I, I was just about to say People that, forget yeah. that that is an they instrument. do not like to acknowledge that. That's, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's dope, though. I feel like that's like the one one of the few things that really makes us people. Like, we sing for pleasure and for joy. Like, right, right. You know? For, to get through what we're getting through. I don't know if any other animals... Maybe whales. I think maybe whales might do it, but I don't know mm-hmm. any other animals that do it. Outside of birds. Like Bird, yeah. mm, birds, too. Do you um have you had vocal training? Yeah. So I did it in school um for most of my years in school. Um and I'm trying to get with this other teacher right now but um but the schedule and everything with the tour I haven't been able to start with her yet. Right. Um but I I like working with somebody. It it keeps me focused, you know. Yeah. And a lot of my teachers they haven't been too like technical trying to change parts of me, you know, they really want to unleash was special about my voice and just helped me do it in a healthy way so I could do it for a long amount of years. Right, right. Yeah, that's important. Rather that's than important, try to yeah. be prop, a proper singer. Right. And that's what I like about Denzel here because, you know, me and Latif, we play around like like we singers and shit, whatever. But like, you know, 
I don't, I don't act like a singer. I just play around. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I said act around, play around, whatever. <laughs> Shit. But, you know, like, you know, the reason why the people are like, oh, yeah, you can sing. I'm like, no, I can mimic. Uh, Denzel can sing. Right. I can mimic. I don't know a key. I don't know how to tell. I can't even sing from here. All of it's from here. And I realize that when I be hitting a certain high note on reasons when I do it, <laughs> and I just get lightheaded. <laughs> so, and I just almost fall every time. Listen, next time y'all see me do reasons, watch me. I will stumble you, you see, when I do that you see high he's note. Trying to give us like a, a warning for the next kickback, right? Yeah. Listen, because he gonna start sipping and it's gonna happen. I ain't gonna use that no kickback. Did, were you oh, wait? I know you left kind of early, but were you there when this dude grabbed the mic at the kickback? I was not. Man. <laughs> I was not. He, he done had he didn't had a couple, and at, once he got the mic, you couldn't get it away from him. Lord, <laughs> he, he was he was deep in. Like he waited till all of like the singers left, <laughs> <laughs> but that man went in. Yeah. Damn when right. he finally got the Damn mic. right, went until they left. Listen, uh, it's, it's it's a it's a thing, but yeah, that vocal vocal training is something. Yeah, it's something else, and I mean, I did it in school as well, and then I stopped for years, and then I just picked it up about four or five years ago, and I was telling my vocal coach, I was like, "Listen, it's gonna, it's gonna trigger a lot when we start this thing back up again," because I remember from when I was a kid first going through it, and I was like, "Damn, like this really puts, so it's it's a muscle." And Hell yeah! Then we went once we started doing it again. He would ask me, "He's like, so how do you feel?" I was like, "It's all coming back, like that feeling." But he taught you a lot. He taught me a lot of things, and like like you said, to find a teacher that will acknowledge the style that you are and not try to shift that and not try to take you out of your style and uh. recognizes what style of singer that you are makes a it makes it a whole lot easier because he even like my vocal coach recognized things that i didn't even really recognize about myself he was like you he's like you don't he's like i could teach you because i was like one of the things i want to do learn more is like run i was like i'm not a, he's like yeah because you're not a big runner he's like and it's not bad he's like but like just it's your writing style you attribute it to your writing style so you pretty much write with the flow of the melody but you don't need a you don't do a lot of runs because you don't write like you need a lot of runs. What's a run? Can I just wait? Can I just say well, that I appreciate that you're not a runner because there's people that do more running. Than well, things. there's people who do running who run because it's like you want to run to be heard, and I yeah I mm. feel that way too. Um, because it's cool to be to do runs, but it's like all right, I contributed to like basketball players. It's like oh all I, all you got is handles. Mm -hmm. It's like but what else can you do? And like some people kind of get lost in the runs. I'm like, all right, yeah, now it's old. You done ran through a whole verse and a whole word. So what's the run? Well, what 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 Wanye does? Wanye uh, Morris. Yeah, all that. Um, yeah. Every time the, with the vibrato and all Ooh, that. Yeah. yeah. When he started doing all that, that's... like at the end. I, of, I see you, DW. Yeah, like at the end. Of, <laughs> like, oh, <I'll> <laughs> <laughs> he looked at you like that fat kid in the, in the restaurant. Like, hey. well, you okay? So you remember like when Jodeci was on? Uh, what was that? And it was all four of them. They singing "Forever My Lady." Yeah. They doing the acapella, and then Martin and came K, out. And, yeah, and KC is like, and KC is like the one for me. That, that's a run. Damn. That's what a run. That's a run. Which was big in <laughs> so, the nineties. Wait, so yeah. now that you now that we've explained to you what a run is, you 
you agree that there's people that do more running than singing. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. you you walk like I brought up karaoke before. You walk into any karaoke night. Shout out to Slim. And the people that really think they could sing, they gonna run, run. the fuck out of. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. <laughs> because it's a church thing, and you really gotta look at yeah. people who is that a person that came from the church? Because that's where, like, that's where it all really comes you're from. Right, is the right. church? And when you look at like every '90s R&B group ever, <laughs> like them boys came from the church. Aside from like Boyz II Men was doo-wops, but like KC One Twelve, all them dudes. But like One Twelve never overdid it with runs. Jacquees kind of overdid. They it. couldn't. Is he a church guy? No, I don't. I don't know. I'm not even gonna say he is nothing about Jacquees. Jacquees ain't no damn church singer. (laughs) Ain't nobody come to see you, Jacquees. I don't know nothing about Jacquees. Yeah, me either. Bring him into. I just know the young generation. (laughs) They they love that dude, yo. They like love him, yo. So do you do you teach at all? I do. Okay, I teach guitar. I teach singing. Um, but most of my students are guitar. Nice, nice. Yeah. You do all ages? All ages. Okay. Well, it tends to be the young ones. My favorite student right now is this little five-year-old boy. He's, like, learning to write music. He can read the notes and everything. Like, he's got a good ear, too. You got to get that information out because, you know, you might have somebody listen. They might want to, you know what I'm saying? Right. I took yeah. one guitar lesson in my life. And, uh, I mean, I, it was that was the one instrument I've always wanted to play. Mm. I had one lesson, and then my teacher just disappeared off the face of the earth. What? Yeah. Well, it turned out. Well, it turned out that he had like he was going through a divorce, and after that, he like went into depression and whatever, whatever. But yeah, like that was the one instrument I always wished I could play, Mm. and I just never hopped back on that horse once that teacher just yeah. I started taking lessons when I was in fifth grade. Then they ended up moving back to New York where they were from, and then I sold my guitar and I was like damn kind of mad I sold my guitar every time I walk into every <laughs> time I, I walk a into one. a pawn shop and I see all the guitars on the yeah. wall I'm like I'm about to buy one I don't know what to do with it <laughs> <laughs> I ordered one from Guitar Center a used joint for like $64 yeah matter of fact blue like that and I was like because I was like man I just miss playing but Speaking of, I mean, we got him. We got it corded up. To say he got it corded yeah, up. You know what I'm saying you want to give you want to get a listener's a little taste. Yeah, I mean, is it gonna come through? Because it's only. I mean, oh, we got the green light from from John. All right, he got. Okay, where we go? Oh, we Bad. we got this. This is a rhythm and bruise first right here. Live. Hey. We got a live last Donnell. call. Lower that Donnell Jones one time. <laughs> Lower the Donnell. Live. Maybe not though. I'm at max volume. It's not going through. I hear it. I hear it. You can hear it through the amp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hear it. Oh, you do. Oh yeah. Can yeah. I get more? Maybe I'm not though. We can hear it. We can hear it in our in our headphones. I need a little more of mine. Oh, there we, there we go. go. There we go. Uh, word. We there, y'all. We live. Oh, shit. Woo! 
Hey, listen, bro. Where can we? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Is, is that one on Spotify? Music is what I'm saying. Not yet, but I'm playing it Wednesday. I, okay, hey, come on, come on now. Hey, speaking yo, of which, can, can we get one more, yo? I, I need another one, yo. <laughs> yo. I, listen. Come, yeah, can we oh, get another on, one, yo? Let me just quick. say this, though. For everybody listening right now on Tuesday, come out to Poets Realm tomorrow. Come out to Grown and Sexy Poetry on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Because yeah. come to you, Poets Realm every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. It's but always a true especially statement. tomorrow. Every last one of them Wednesdays. Every last one of them. <laughs> but uh, whenever you're ready, brother. All right. You're listening uh, Oh, 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 my. 
can't breathe and I can't sleep and all I've eaten is insanity while the earth spins in reverse and I can't cry and I can't compromise and I won't try and I won't try and I won't try Right, <laughs> like ASAP. Listen, they love you on Facebook right now. That's all I'm telling you. They love you on Facebook. Word. That's original song, right? Original, yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, they're, they're loving you right now, bro. Right? I'm. I'm already ready to sing along. Yo, you know what like, mean? Damn, yo, this might love me to. Listen, man. Yeah. As soon as he hit me with that first lyric, I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he about oh, to go somewhere with yeah. this one. See, I, see, I'm a person about like chords and stuff and like mm. different melodies when they like drop at like that. Oh, my God, man. Hey, come on with it. Oh, y'all better freestyle. Drink Crown Royale <laughs> Just killing on the podcast With my good old pal Shaq hey. What you know What you know We're all about All about All these words I'm spitting Never been written down <laughs> Come on, yeah Come on, yeah Play them strange he got me over here. This ain't even about me, man. Come yeah. on, play, brother. Let me just get another oh, drink, man. man. If y'all want hey. something, y'all need a shot. Crack, crack that bottle. Hey, yeah, crack yeah, that yeah. bottle. Hey, pour, pour, pour me baby. up. Oh, man. That's one thing about Belez. I'm going to tell everybody now, yo, if he works with you as an artist, he doesn't try and take the shine. He tries to make you shine better. I see that countless times. Yeah, that's what it's about. Mad humble. He brought uh, a different uh, vocal I heard <laughs> uh, Mr. R&B Smooth today. Word. I ain't never Word. heard that. <laughs> right. Let it out. <laughs> but uh All right. Damn. Yeah. I'm still right. just, you know what I'm saying? I'm still in that moment. Word. Yeah, that was it. Damn. So the crazy thing is that it's been taking time. Like I obviously I know the songs mad well cuz I've been playing them for months and months and months. Right, right. I've been so I realized I might have next time learning lesson growing and learning start a few months back with working with a band i thought maybe mm. we'd be able to get it together in two months time but right right, right. when you're really trying to do it on an elevated status you really need just straight hours brother you yeah, are yeah, a band. hours yeah. you are a band thank you and you I, that's what band. i've been working on but you know when you got to share the love between three cats you need a little bit of time so check it by june 
I'm telling you, that yeah. June show, that's what that, that's where my mind is at, you know, elevating towards that June show and just having that set together. So the way that we was vibing here, right, just right. with one, it could be that way with three. So, I was about to say, and outside of the solo work, you are a part of a band, right? Yes. The well, Wet two, Flame? Actually, two, Wet, Okay, so Wet Flame and who else? Wet Flame is one. Um... And then Light Warriors is the other one. We do in Light Warriors, you do kind of like a reggae soul vibe. Oh, come on now. Um, and yeah, we be going. We be going where in wait, on them where can I come see the Light Warriors? Because that's what oh I want to see. Oh my gosh, Light Warriors got a lot of stuff coming up. We're in Brooklyn every Saturday, actually. I've been going to Brooklyn for the past two months every week. Are you out here, out here? Yeah, and so we've been working on our set, and we did a show in Norwalk two nights ago. Played for about an hour and a half, um, and we spent three days in the studio last week, just eight-hour sessions, just working together, just practicing practicing recording stuff um so light warriors we do a lot in brooklyn but wet flame nothing on the books yet just now but what i'm realizing is that you know i think about cats like the beatles led zeppelin Jimi hendrix they just put in hours with their groups right right you know the beatles put in their ten thousand hours before they even got a deal like it's like so i'm i'm just happy to be Work. recognized also you know as a guitarist because that was my goal too i was mm -hmm. getting a lot of work as a singer when i first moved back okay and i was like you know i want i want to be recognized also as a guitar player as well so i'm happy that these bands have reached out to me to join them as a, just a guitar player i don't even care about singing songs really mm -hmm. because um i get a different kind of experience working just in guitar mode with these cats so it's it's dope vibes just having that on the side from my solo stuff See, the dope thing is you just kind of, in your own way, segued into our our big the big topic of conversation uh, that we wanted to talk about with you, which is um, artist development. Um, how important do you feel that artist development is in today's you know music? Because uh, we've had this conversation amongst ourselves off the air. I feel like artist development um, has become a lost art. Mm. Yeah, right. I think so, too. And I feel like a lot of artists, they focus so much on the material aspects and what they can gain financially from their craft without mm -hmm. actually focusing on the craft itself. That to, right, to me, right. I've, I've always had the opinion that if I just focus on craft, monetizing it will come even more naturally Facts. the more I focus on that. Right. But if I'm always focused on, oh, how can I monetize this? I could potentially be plateauing in right. my craft. You're, you're limiting Just yourself because the money's coming doesn't mean i'm growing but if i'm growing chances are the money is gonna reflect mm -hmm. how i'm growing so i try to see it that way even when the when it's slow because there'd be slow moments and then it's be like oh yeah damn like, oh yeah is yeah. it working but <laughs> yeah it, it's still yeah. working even when it seems because money is not the ultimate reflection of if you're succeeding or not right right, right. it's really not and i mean as artists like i think the dopest compliments to me really don't like the followers is nothing mm. it's really like people who come to me like i've done shows where people come up to me and be like yo you're and i've done live shows and they'll be like yo your vocals live it's mm -hmm. dope and i'm like that means more to me than you know like the clout of following because i grew up listening to artists that sound dope live like mm -hmm. i grew up listening to prince babyface all these cats so and then like when people comment comment you know songwriting abilities or the stage presence like right. that means more to me than uh -huh. the actual like notoriety as far as like what in our era is like the social media aspect yep like right. that's where it kind of seems slow whereas like you've been putting in all this effort and putting all the strength and it's like well, damn like i'm still at 500 followers 
or whatever and it's like all right cool but like you but you you're progressing in where it really matters to the point where now once you get to that point and you get noticed and the right person recognizes that like yo mm-hmm. this person is going to be it right right have the whole package like you could play guitar you could play instruments and vocally live like there's artists now who could not do what you just did vocally if you listen to the number of radio stations <laughs> yeah. that have singers or whatever from this like how many of them now or on their show even would just break out an acapella song right uh, you don't see that as no. you saw it in when, in Whitney's era or Usher's era of the 90s you don't it was like, like a requirement that, that that yeah it was a requirement when you seen that uh I forgot what interview she was on and what show but she did that whole breakdown from I'm your baby tonight oh that was the Arsenio Hall show yeah, mm-hmm. she was on yeah, that yeah. and she did that whole Work? part acapella, yeah. acapella? You yeah. don't, she did acapella she did on Arsenio yeah that whole point and she hit it Mm-hmm. Just like she did on the record, mm-hmm. you don't get that now. Like you don't. Wait, hear now I'm thinking, that. was that Arsenio Hall? No, it wasn't Arsenio Hall Simpson. because it was Donnie. It was Don, Simpson. Yeah, it was Donnie yeah. Simpson. Yeah, and but it was live television. It was live yeah. television. Nothing, and she's a video show. you whatever you want to get, and she did that whole joint. And she no like, stumbles, boom, no stumbles, pure voice, pure vocals. There was no mixing, there was nothing. And it was like now, when you get artists on these on these interviews, uh, TV shows, or, or whatever, you don't hear it. That's why, like, when uh, they got auto tune in the mics now, auto, yeah, mm-hmm. right? It's crazy. And you had when uh, when what's his name, Drew Hill, and then was on Ebro. And Ebro oh, was yeah, like, yeah, Oh, yeah. y'all, y'all want to sing us a little something, or you know, y'all need to tune up and you know, tail. And then was like, Man, listen, and they just <laughs> went in, yeah, on key, mm-hmm. on point, like it was 96 all over again. But that's 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 what a, a, a good what group, a group is like. Good group is the lead like, singer yeah. just start off, and the rest of the, and the they just follow through, follow through uh. in. And it was like, Damn, the groups have died though, they have, yeah. And it's yes. like, yeah, yeah, we need they ain't shit no too. more. <laughs> because now you can do records without even being in the room with the person. Well, not it's even crazy. that. It's basically what it is, is everybody just wants that bag for themselves. They don't want to split it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really what it is. It's mm-hmm. when, when music became more about business than music, yeah, that's right. what broke up groups. Yeah. The love for it. Because they would come three, at least three or four. Three, right. Right. four minimum, like... And now you can barely get a group of uh, a duo, right? Uh, now you can barely get a duo of people without hearing eventually, oh, we broke up because the money wasn't right. Yeah, I you was, know what I'm saying? I was fifty fifty split, not right. If it's two of y'all, <laughs> like, oh, because I was doing more of the vocals. Yeah, I was doing more of the writing. <laughs> and Only one that could get away with that is next. <laughs> Yo, we already know my opinion on next. Like Tweety didn't need none of that money. <laughs> That dude just lip sync and look good for the camera. Nah, he was in Shooter, yo. That nigga was gangster. Did you watch his unsung? Shooter? That nigga was gangster, yo. A lot of them were case was done. Nah, but anyway, back to the topic of artist development. Because I think about I think about certain artists like um Well, some of the biggest artists, yeah, the biggest artists of this past year. Uh her, LMA, Cardi so on and so forth they were developed over time before we even heard their music on a mainstream level um before, like her said when she won her um her her um said oscar grammy was it she won something damn it it was a grammy right yeah yeah um 
when she won her Grammy, she was like, yeah, I was signed to RCA for seven years before you heard my voice. She got signed when she was 14 as Gabby Wilson. Nobody listened to her music when she was Gabby Wilson. Right. They developed her over seven years. And now she's like the biggest name in R&B right now. So how come Gabby Wilson wasn't on Disney? You know what I'm saying? Well, she, she had, I think that's where she started, kind of. It and was? Then that's, yeah, she started in that, in that wave and then just disappeared, which is, they, like I said, they were developing her over that time. She was developing as a, a human, you know what I'm saying, and developing as a musician as well. Um, Ella May did the same thing. Like, Boot Up was out for two years before it became mainstream. Um, she was developing with DJ Mustard, Cardi, even like two chains, two chains. Exactly. Like mm -hmm. that. Aside from these big names that we're talking about, like it's all we, we're living in. As far as music is considered, we're living in a microwave era. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, unfortunately, a lot of these artists are still chasing labels and labels won't even sign you unless you already came with your own following. Right. Whereas well, back in the day, out here do that. They don't really do that anywhere else. No, I mean like anybody that you hear like. No, that's the truth. Still they getting signed. They won't sign you unless you have. You I don't know. You gotta have a million. You have to come sell followers on Instagram. Right. That's the truth. Unless you have. So you're essentially spending the first few years, however long it may take you to get to where you want to be, doing their job for free. But the point is exactly. By the time you get signed, you don't need the label. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> right. So it, but, it's like it fuck. backfires in a, in a way because it's like, all right, well, since I have this amount of followers already, then what why do I, do I need, need you? you? Right. What's the point of you being here? Um, but that's why labels are going to war against the streaming uh, networks now, like the SoundClouds and the Spotify's and so on and so forth. They're trying to like buy some of these you know, buy into some of these streaming platforms because they're not making any money anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, again, I'm, we're digressing again, but it's like the situation is, it's like they don't take the time out to develop artists anymore. Like whatever happened to the days where like you would hear, like they go out, they hear an artist at an open mic. Oh, I like your music. Or I like your voice. Like, yeah, let's work on let's work on you as an artist together. There's no more A and Rs. There's no more A and Rs. Well, LeBron James is an A and R now, apparently. Well, yeah, he's a pop historian too. <laughs> well, he A and R Two Chains last album. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did a good job. I'll say that. But but no, but you're right. He was already on his way to that. You know what he, I mean? He, you're right. No more A and Rs, but. He was already there. Most people don't even know what A and R's are. I gotta say, most people don't even know what A and R's now are are anymore. And some A and R's be saying anything because I just um somebody said that uh, Juice World's album was his reasonable doubt. I heard that too. And uh, life I heard after that too. death. And I listened to an, that album last night up until the last two tracks, and I was like, mm, yep. If you say to me, hey, or if you tweet, saying anything. if you tweet, oh man, Juice albums, uh, Juice World's albums, crazy. I'm gonna go home, close the shades, paint my nails dark. I don't want to hear that shit. It pointed out that he has a drug problem. Exactly. But other than that, I'm not really good on that shit. But do you feel like <laughs> I don't even like that singer to come back? 
I feel like what what you just described to me, I see it as uh, labels taking a chance with artists who may not um, be in like the traditional or mm-hmm. mainstream image, but right. they they clearly have the raw materials there to to make something. Correct. Because there's definitely an art to being in the industry, True. and it's a separate art from being an artist. Absolutely. And sometimes I've been I had to I had to learn that. That's what I've learned being in Connecticut actually is that mm-hmm. there's a difference in the art of being a professional and being the art of being a guitarist and singer songwriter. And yeah. like that I've had to really do things that is not always my favorite things to do mm-hmm. because it's part of the game that you play. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I think a lot of artists who might have that raw materials already all together, they just need to learn the other sides of it. How to operate Absolutely. in the industry so that you Absolutely. know they could spread that well, the love that they're sharing to as mo- many people as possible, and also eat from that. They got the they got you know? the art, but they don't have the business, right? Yeah. And so if when but if a label's not willing to take a chance on somebody who doesn't have that side, then well, well, the thing is, even with labels, if you have the art but don't have the business the business mind, that's where labels take advantage of you. That's when you become Kanye West. They'll swindle the hell out of you. Right. Or the opposite where you have the business, you have the look, but you got no (laughs) substance to you. And they push oh, that out. That. They'll mold that. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of that. They'll mold that. That's that's what they call industry plan. Not having the look is the look now. Yeah. Mm. They can make you what they want to Wait, elaborate on that, could you? I mean, before with, so to speak, with hip hop, you know, you know, with errors, everything does change. But, you know, it was... Everything was flashy, fly, all that, you know. Nowadays, all these kids got to have is um, color hair from a fucking crayon box, uh, black painted nails, a paddock, <laughs> and tattoos all over their face. What about R&B? Is there R&B? a look for R&B? I mean, they had the, you know, the time when they had the uh, leather. That no, they I'm talking about now. Is there currently a look for R&B? Yeah, tattoos on their face and different color hair. R&B now is taking on the identity of hip hop. Yeah, All that's right, another like that loose trap yeah. influence in the yeah. in the rhythms. But the I mean, the, the, like there was, you know, even in the '90s, you had separate looks. Yeah, but that was cool. Like right, you know, that was them. Because now it's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, Jodeci looks like rappers. Jodeci yeah, was. But I mean, but look who they rappers, were, and then they ended up. But it had nothing to do with their label. Nah, KC them things was hood. They told, like, KC came out of that. He was like, that was them. It wasn't even that they, like, they just, you know, they was church boys. But they are from Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. They used to get it cracking. And they was church boys. Nah, their main focus was to be the exact opposite of boys to men. Yes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they tried, that was clean cut. The they tried to make them, you know, the boy, the boys I men. They tried to put them in suits, yeah. and they were like, "Yo, this is like we just want to come at you like how we are." So that was the the tins, hoodies hanging off the, the, the shoulder, the snapbacks, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The starter but jackets. They gave you the greatest ballads of all time. Come on now, don't talk. Ooh just yeah, man. Don't talk. Just <laughs> listen. You gonna hit that run? <laughs> you gonna hit the? What you say, man? Yeah, <laughs> How about we kick back and make love? <laughs> Listen to some JoJo KC sing us a verse. Come on, this is my Help, life. Hey, 
heaven. Track one off the Woo. album, 1991, Forever My Lady. This is Stay. What'd he say? Sorry I left you. Come on now. I left you crying. Since you've been gone, I've been all alone. Cause all my tears, you know they let me drown But please, baby, I'm begging for you to stay at home tonight. Let's start our love again. Tim Boys was bad. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> you know that the sad. Come on, Casey. He was a bad. Come on. We could do this and shit. We could Bruh. have a, a roundtable discussion with that. Bruh. And get all the artists up in here. Oh, whole panel. Bro. <laughs> we have whole a panel. panel. Yeah. Because I've been watching panel discussions talk about that on like YouTube, and they've been saying a lot of the things that I've been saying for the past few years. I'm like, where are these panels happening, and how can I get on them? That sounds like an episode 10. I'm ready. I've been ready. Hmm. I'm ready. Are you Second. willing to come back if we have that discussion? Uh, that would be a good yeah. one. <laughs> okay. Because some feelings may so get I'm hurt. Right. Because <laughs> some, some people's favorite artists may get called out. Oh, they definitely going to get called let's, out. Let's talk. Well, let's, 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 let's name some. Nope. We're going to save it for episode Oh, we're going we gonna, we gonna to save it. Okay. We're going to save it for episode 10 because some people, I got to get my list up. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of non-singing ass singers out there. Studio artists, <laughs> yeah, they can't do nothing without an auto tune. Nothing. Studio right. artists, well, that or they don't even write what they sing. I understand. There's a, well, there's a lot of those. An R and B that was a lot, just to know, put it out there. Really? <laughs> it's a lot of those. like, <laughs> and an R and B out of, eight out of ten of the artists that's singing right now don't write their an own. An R and B that was kind of that was normal. Yeah, that was normal. Like, it's it fine. was, like, it was yeah. more. It's not like hip hop. It was that's more frowned fine. upon right. for hip hop. Hip hop. It was more frowned upon for you to have somebody write your own shit. In R and B, that was like the norm. Cause I mean, Keith Sweat wrote all of. Uh, he wrote uh, Silk's entire first album. Babyface wrote Tevin Campbell, Bobby Brown, Brandy's. You know, so Prince that, wrote so much. Yeah, Prince damn near everybody's damn music. Near yeah, so many. You know, I'm sorry to say it, but R. Kelly wrote so many people's yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, what's the name? You put you D. Dub was playing Butterflies. Michael shit. Marsha wrote, wrote, wrote that. Yep. Marcia she actually that. put that on the first Flower Tree album. Yeah, that was yeah, the bonus track. Well, mm-hmm. the demo of the yeah, yeah. It was a bonus track. That man, listen. They actually told the story of that at the concert. That was dope. Yeah, Michael, man. Uh, but yeah, this it's you know that's that's kind of the norm. Yeah, you know. Ashanti was writing a few people's records back in the day. Mm-hmm. One of my, well, a couple of my favorite writers was uh, Neo. Oh yeah, Neo. The Rose. Dream. Um, and this is just current, the current mm-hmm. generation. Not even going as far back as uh, Smokey and all them. 
um, baby's face. Um, but yeah, the pen. Uh, what was my man's name? Oh, Sean Garrett. Sean, Sean Garrett. Yeah. Sean uh, Garrett, the pen. But those, you know, the funny thing is about the early two thousands though. Mm-hmm. Like every writer kind of had a signature. Like regardless of who was singing the song, Brian Michael Cox. I was just right. about to say Brian Michael Dallas Cox. Regardless, regardless of who was singing the song, you could tell if you're listening, you can know you can tell who wrote it. B. Cox really told you though. Yeah. Right. Like, well, on certain records, on certain records, because I know on day twenty six with "Don't Fight This Feeling," mm-hmm. he he said he's like another B. Cox hit. Tell yeah. me, but he wrote. Yeah. Um, he was all. He was over. He was on Chris Brown's first album. But you could mm-hmm. tell when Neo wrote something. Oh, absolutely. You could tell you when could tell. Ryan Leslie wrote something. Yeah, you could yeah. tell when the Dream wrote something. Yeah, because they wouldn't even change the ad libs. Nah. From the reference track to the, you know, what I'm saying to the finished track. Yeah. Like even with um, the only reason people didn't realize Sia wrote Diamonds for Rihanna is because at that point, not so many people knew who Sia was. Right. That's but the when chick you that go cover back, her face. Yeah. Okay. But when you go back and listen to Sia's music, it's like, yeah. oh. And you listen to Diamonds again. Oh, this is CL. This is CL written all over this. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, now I hear it. Like I right. did not. Shut. That's C. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like, would you ever write for somebody else? Well, you said you. That's really yeah. what you wanted to but do, right? I like to do. Yeah. Get some checks coming in. <laughs> that's where the real money is. Honestly, it is the same. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of the huh. Of course, he would want to write for people. That's where all she the money. That's where the most comes from. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's where most of the money comes from in the business is writing other people's music because you get that publishing. Yeah, yeah. Word up. Usher did the writing for a little bit. Notice it got real quiet. I mean, he did. I mean- <laughs> he did writing for a little bit for a couple people. Yeah, but like, what has he written? Do you know specifically? Did he write that baby record for uh, Justin Bieber? See, listen. I mean, I wouldn't even. Funny. Yeah. That's, that's nothing to brag about. I mean, what, hold on. Come on. What? Mm. Come on. Come. Well, not baby. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, not yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, baby. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about somebody to love. Well, mm. Usher hopped on the remix. That shit was oh, okay. No, because I was going to say, wild. like, Justin Bieber was a layup for, for Usher. Yeah. Like, and Ludacris. Yeah. As in, like they didn't have to do much to really put him on. Exactly, like, was, because he he, he started on he started with YouTube. That's right. what I'm saying. He started with YouTube. Scooter Braun found him. Yeah, and then and then brought him brought him over, over to over yeah to Usher the yeah. assist the alley. Yeah, right. so it was a Justin Bieber was an alley. That's what I'm saying. Like anybody could have written a record for Justin Bieber, and that would have kind of popped. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Do you so. think he stopped his albums after that album? He tried to be a uh, Justin Timberlake. Uh, That's why you think he stopped music because he ain't had no. Album. Everybody has just stopped. Oh, a lot of white artists have stopped chasing the the black music back. That's what I'm saying. That, but that's but that he has an industry wide thing. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Don't even say that, bitch. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck her. That fucking vulture, Miley Cyrus. Oh. Why she gotta be a bitch? Fuck her. I was about to say, come on, brother. It's Fuck her. Month. It's their month. It's their come on, month. come on, toxic masculinity. <laughs> it might month. even be their Listen, day. Right. It's, it's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's women's. <laughs> it's Biggie's day right we now. We out here calling them. Isn't this? First of all, the the views that you hear on the Rhythm and Bruise podcast. <laughs> The, the, the views of Lucky Lefty are not the views of the Rhythm and Bruise podcast. I just wanted to put that out there. Now, I'm the kind of guy that don't believe that chivalry is dead. Uh-uh. 
Because that sounds like it came from a hurtful place. <laughs> no, I'm not hurt what, at she, all. what did she do to what you? What did she do to us? I mean, what she do to us? She had she had white girls wearing Jordans. Anyway, let's let's go ahead and end this episode right here. We got any last calls? What you got for your last call? Who who's up first? Oh, okay. Right. I'm gonna start. Smooth this is up first. Hold up, before we do get to the last call, because it is the last call. What y'all got going on for the next two weeks? You know what? I appreciate you for that. Yes, indeed. I ain't got shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> could you reiterate once again for us, Velez, what you have coming on coming up? All right, so it's kicking off um, on Wednesday, the 13th at Poets Realm. We got the kickoff for the Unveiled Tour. Um, I'm going to be there with my trio featuring Randy Hill from Bridgeport and Angel Sanchez from Norwalk. Um, and then the next day, I'm going to be up in Waterbury solo um, doing like a stripped down version of my set for the Ooh. Grown and Sexy Poetry okay. uh, event. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram or at Call Me Velez, you'll get all the updates. You'll see the dates posted uh, next Wednesday. All the future upcoming dates over the next four months. Okay, okay. Who's Word. up next? Who's up next? Man, Smooth. I got nothing planned this weekend or upcoming, man. I'm just, <laughs> you know, going day by day, seeing what's happening. Um, but we definitely got the the next Kumba kickback coming. You better talk about on that on the 22nd. You better talk about Y'all that. Better be there or be square. Hey now, because last time it was lit. We was in there. The vibe was right. Sangers was in the building. Wait, let, let me. Can I? Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Can I get in with you on that one? Can tag, tag me in. Tag me. Uh, okay. Here we go. So, talk about this last kickback, right? <laughs> talk about this last kickback. So what happened was there was a lot of there was a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people, but there was some people there for the first couple of hours. But for everybody that left. Before like eleven o'clock, y'all yeah. really missed out yeah, really because did. you know Velez and all the other artists they was rocking out a joint out in uh New Haven, right? Yeah, they was rocking out another you know venue up in New Haven, and straight from there they came down to the kickback. A lot of y'all <laughs> spectators left before Velez and them got there, and listen, Kumba you- kickback is home base, man. Listen, yeah. they they tore that house down and then just went home. <laughs> they came, Velez Slid came Ryan, in, nope. plugged in his guitar, rocked it out. It was like, all right, y'all, I'm out. <laughs> in true Prince fashion, right, right. In, in true, true Prince, Prince fashion, fashion. If definitely that ain't true. Shit, Prince the purple fashion. one would do. Definitely in true Prince fashion because one minute I saw him, next minute and I he was gone. Right? He, he was disappeared. Gone. In true Prince in fashion. True Prince fashion. <laughs> what else you got going on though? Man, that's really it, man. Hopefully tomorrow you I'm in the studio. Show. Oh, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. Um, the real, uh, the Rees recognized real showcase happening up at Naugatuck at uh, Tazrak's ven- uh, venue is happening on the 23rd. And um, that's something that my cousin King Kami is putting on a local uh, hip hop artist. Uh, an array of artists are going to be performing. I will be performing. Um, myself, um, Dimitri, Elinage, R&B artist. You're gonna have Crazy White, another hip hop artist. Crazy. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a dope show. Uh, definitely, definitely pop out. It's gonna be 15 at the door. It's gonna be good vibes, good music, and great talent. So, so come show love, man. 
Hey, hey. Lucky, what you got going on, brother? Well, you know, the greatest thing is, you know, my lady's going to be in town. So that's going to be pretty cool. We're going to have a nice little time. But next Friday, March 15th, my good brother, Mr. At Chubby Boy CT Big Mark, is having the Rich Scheme hat release that I, I will be in attendance for. Okay. And um, also, you know, he, he got some big things coming up. Not only, you know, the brothers getting married, which is cool. Okay. But he got some big things coming up with that. And then, you know, following week, well, following two weeks is going to be the um, pop-up shop that's going to be at the Innovations on Saturday, March 30th. So, shout out to RSK, Big Mark, the whole team. That's pretty much what I got going on. D- right. Talk to us. D-Dizzle. As always, Poet's Realm is Wednesdays, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. You know what I mean? Saturday, I gotta go to what? This bowling alley? I'm getting ready for that right now. Which bowling alley? This bowling alley in North Haven. We're chilling out there, exit 51. I'm not gonna blast it off right now, but we're working on that. Okay, okay. But stay tuned to this boiler room. That me and Buddha Love Jones is working on. Oh, it's about Buddha to be a thing. Stay tuned to this Ben Ryder project that we working on. Oh yeah, Ben Ryder. Shout out Ben Ryder. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be some very dope. You know what I mean? I'm excited for that. I'm gonna be all over the place with that one. But you know what I mean? No. Shout out to Ernell. You know what I mean? Influence. Shout out to Ernell. What's and good? Influence. Definitely. What's um, good? So I guess I'm up next. Um, once again, there's Poets Realm every Wednesday, every Wednesday, every Wednesday. Um, then there's Grown and Sexy Poetry, second Thursday every month out in Temptations Sports Bar up in uh, Waterbury on East Main Street. I don't remember the exact um, address, but yes, East Main Street out in Waterbury, Temptations Sports Bar. Um, every fourth Friday, the Kuwumba Kickback at Bridgeport Creates. Um, also have an art show coming up in April on the 26th, um, Complexions Part 2. Complexions? Yes, Complexions Part 2, and we are doing the, uh, the Kumba Kickback right there at 305, um, on, in April as the, uh, the after party to the art show. Um, and yeah, holla at me on Instagram at latif.b.photo if you need any work done um i'm around album covers you know events whatever that's that's where we at and i want to shout out latif for prince latif at that i want to shout him out for the great rhythm and bruise promo visuals and all that that he did for us photography Got had us out here looking like somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate somebody. that. But um, yeah, let's get into these last calls. So uh, I believe smooth you up first. Yeah, my first le- my 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 joint is is um, leave me alone by Michael Jackson. Just leave this brother alone. This is for you, waiting Jim. This is for you mm. since you ain't here. To defend yourself, I got you. Mm-hmm. 
host, DJ DW, Chris Latif, Lucky Lucky, and Mr. Army Smith. That man's instrumentation. Listen. Listen. I just remember that video when he was like the amusement park. Yeah. And he was a roller coaster and yeah. just. The brilliance that so of dope, that entire man. video in this song was so still. But yeah, man, that's, that's my last call, man.
Leave that brother alone, man. Leave him alone. Brother. Who's up next? Rest in peace, man. I guess I'll go next. Uh, since it is Mr. Wallace's anniversary, and you know anniversary of his death, by the way. And, yeah, anniversary of his death. And uh, you know, people always want to talk about Biggie for his negative lyrics and things of that. I figure I'd bring something that was more of a light and letting you know. That skies is the limit. How's everybody doing tonight? I'd like to welcome to the stage the lyrically acclaimed. I like this young man because when he came out, he came out with the phrase. He went from ashy to classic. This is a certified hood classic. Give a warm round of applause for the notorious B.I.T. The notorious B.I.T., ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for him, y'all. A nigga never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You wanna see the inside? Huh. I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow! Why you punch me in my face? Like Stay you in your place. You. Play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. The whole clock. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, water crunch. 88, Oz Cots, the blue and white duck, ask why. Damn, son, where gym class, the English passed off a global. The only nigga with a mobile. Can't you see like total? Getting larger and wasted taste. Ain't no telling where the spelling is heading. Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your Damn. brain was a terrible thing to waste. Snatch an issue nameplate. Smoke your splits with niggas. Real life, begin to kill us. Praying God, forgive us for being sinners. Help us out. Enterprise and I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter part to how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe so separately. Frank the deputy took the damn This is a certified hood classic. Protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand. Put money in my mom's hand. 
Get my daughter this college plan so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid. Only make moves when your heart's in it. And let me pray. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Limit. See y'all motherfuckers on top. Why are you yelling at me? Listen, man. <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> oh, that record, man. Listen. Uh, so who's up next? Me or UDW? It's up to you, fam. Uh, nah, so. yo, you, you you do you. I'll do my last. All right, all right, all right. So my final call was um a joint that actually just came out um by an artist that I literally just dis- I hate to use the word discovered, but an artist that I found on um, title. His album just came out on Friday. Um, this is Kyle Dion with Brown. Yeah. 
So once again, that was Kyle Dion with Brown. Check out uh, check out his uh, whole project. It's called Sugar, uh, S-U-G-A on a title or whatever DSP that you use. Just join us hot. Last call. I always bring it back to hip hop. I'm about to show y'all something from Smith and Wesson. Oh, wow. Wait, didn't they just drop something? Yeah, man. Okay. We don't die. We just get it together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we made it. We made it. Top of the world. Yeah, yeah. People be asking what's happening with these rapping dudes. Just enjoying the view from this altitude. They can't help but show hatred when you be making moves. We out for that calorie like Jamaican food. We set a place for you. Break bread with a boss is done. Court side till Drew High said it's your time. The discography read like an anthology. The education is special. What's not a comedy? Ain't no apologies, fabrication of fallacies. Follow the protocol, dedication to policy. Now some lords owning property. Even a homeless man that was currency over poverty. But they jealous of the camaraderie We had to downsize Quality over quantity Into the stage billboard pages acknowledge we Look up See us in the stars like astrology Raise the voices up a couple decibels Thank you sing let it ring through the festival Raise the voices up a couple decibels Thank you sing let it ring through the festivals Don't they sound so heavenly I say it like a G I miss my brother P Influential, temperamental I'm setting the tempo straight from the intro Now everybody sure he is authentic And don't nobody care about the music business Except the culture vultures and the soul snatchers Hard doing business with your cracker ass crackers Stop geeking, y'all niggas dope fiends Fucking with that molly and promethazine That shit'll end your life quicker Than any type of liquor Taking out your liver, the guard is swifter than a scammer with a scanner. Blam you with the hammer, ladies, pardon my manners. But when it's all type of bitches saying you the man, it get hard to keep your dick in your pants. I ain't hateful, I'm grateful. Yeah, I fucked up, I made mistakes too. That's why when you find a true one, it's only right that you make her an honest woman and make a wife. And by no means, I ain't better than anybody. I just know how shit go down at clubs and after parties. When the loud is lit and the bottles popping. And it be mostly niggas doing the dick riding. It's time we call a spade a spade. Real recognize, real, y'all look a hella lame. Hard hitting, darn living, God giving. No harm, affliction upon women and children. It was written, what I'm spitting, only kings be sitting. Play your position, higher help stay in the kitchen. Crown on the wrist, pound or a fifth. I'm just shooting you what you consider it a gift. So everything that comes to birth, oh! something to the giver you owe to your father honor you owe to your mother honor but to God you owe your all not to a government not to a flag, not to a king, not 
To the Rhythm and Bruise podcast with your host, DJ DW, Prince Latif, Lucky Lefty, and Mr. RB Smooth, and Mr. RB Smooth. <laughs> that was our episode. This was episode eight. Uh, the, make Ocho. Sh- the Ocho. Uh, make sure you check us out on uh, all social media uh, Facebook.com slash the RB podcast, Twitter. And Instagram at the RB Podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play. The Rhythm and Brews Podcast. Spread the word. Yeah. Velez, shout out your handles one more time for yes, the people sir. who play oh, Instagram at Call Me Velez. It'll be the same for Facebook starting next Wednesday at Call Me Velez. And that's it, y'all. Peace, love, and light. Till next time. Yes, sir.